Mata Ji. So we are very fortunate to have today in with our with us His Grace Sri Badrani Prabhu, Hare Krishna Sri Badrani Prabhu. Please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Sri Prabhupada and Guru Maharaj. Prabhu will enlighten us today from Canto Five, Chapter Two, Verse Fourteen. Hare Krishna Prabhu. Thank you so much. Like you allotted your time to give us class today and we are going to have that. Thank you so much. Prabhu, whenever you are ready, please take over the call. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Thank you very much, Mataji, for giving me this opportunity. So, as Mataji mentioned, today we are uh, reading chapter, uh, Canto 5, Chapter 2, Text Number 14. I am not reading a Sanskrit verse and I will read it. <coughs> Translation and purport discuss. Translation by His Divine Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. My mind is already restless and by playing with a ball, moving, moving it all about with your lotus-like palm, you are also agitating my eyes. Your curling black hair is now scattered, but you are not attentive to arranging it. Are you not going to arrange it? Like a man attached to a woman, the most cunning wind is trying to take off your lower garments. Are you not mindful of it? Purport, the girl Purvachiti was playing with a ball in her hand, and the ball seemed like nothing but another lotus flower captured by her lotus-like palm. Because of her movements, her hair was loose and the belt holding her cloth was giving way, as if the cunning wind were trying to make her naked. Yet, she paid no attention to arranging her hair or fixing her dress. As Agnidra tried to see the girl's naked beauty, his eyes were very agitated by her movements. Om Jnana Jnananjana Salakaya Chakshuruan Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Swapadantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Yuta Padakamalam Shri Guru Vaishnavamsha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunatantritam Tam Sachivam Sadvaitam Savadutam Parijana Sahita Krishna Chaitanya Deva Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakan Vitamsha Tamavom Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prestaya Bhutale Shri Mate Bhakti Vedanta Swami Nitinamine Namaste Saraswati Devi Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Sunyavadi Pashatya Desatarine Namo Mahavadanyaya Krishna Prema Pradayate Krishnaya Krishna Chaitanya 
नामिने गौरवे नम हे कृष्णा करुणा सिंधु दीनबंधु जगत्पते गोपेशा गोपिका कांता राधा कांता नमोस्तुते तप्त कांचन गौरांगी राधेश्वरीषभानुसुते देवी प्रणमा हरिप्रिए वाचा कल्पातरूप्य कृपा सिंधुभ्यवनेभ्यो वैष्णवेभ्यो नमो नमः जय श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु निनंद श्रीअद्वैतागदाधार श्रीवासादिगौरभक्तवृंद हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 रामो हरे राम राम रामो हरे 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 कृष्णा यू ऑल कैन हियर मी नाइस वी कैन हियर यू ओके आई एम ट्राइंग टू टेस्ट सम न्यू डिवाइसेस गैजेट्स सो वी आर रीडिंग chapter 2 uh, which is named as the activities of maharaj agnidra and uh, as you are all since you are all attending this uh, shrimad bhagavatam may be knowing that agnidra who went to place and there where he is performing tapasya why he is performing tapasya to have a beautiful wife so that he can get a good progeny and uh, as he is performing his uh, austerities now the lord brahma is sent one of the best uh, damsels within his assembly that we we know her name pravichita pravichita so when she came and she is showing as she is walking and things like that you are all seen now this particular verse it talks about a king this prince he is uh, stalking to her and he is talking about how his mind is becoming restless because she is having a ball in her hand and she is trying to playing play with that ball within her hands and then the king is uh, is glorifying her and is talking about his her beauty now so one thing which is uh, very uh, surprising and especially for those who are trying to read shrimad bhagavatam for the first time uh, it it will be like cannot understand how come this shrimad bhagavatam is talking about the man is glorifying one girl which normally you can find in any ordinary book passage where he is glorifying this girl about her beauty and he is infused by her beauty and he is very much agitated by her beauty and by each and every uh, movement of her he is glorifying forget about the movement 
even he is talking about how her curly hair is you know swinging yeah, in the air and uh, her clocks as being uh, moved away by the wind we talking about all these things which appears and it looks like just like any uh, a mundane writer is writing about shrimad bhagavatam uh, writing about the normal uh, any episode where the boy and girl they come together a beautiful girl and then handsome boy and they were meeting for the first time and then how he trying to flatten this uh, girl so that he can have her hand in his hand so that he can marry her things like that um, one thing what we can see in shrimad bhagavatam is actually it consists of even though shrimad bhagavatam it talks about the devotees of the lord of uh, previous ages as such i mean you don't find in shrimad bhagavatam anything that has been explained uh, that happened in the kaliyuga as such i may talk about the qualities or what will be the uh, condition of the living entities in kaliyuga that shrimad bhagavatam may talk about but here shrimad bhagavatam also talks about the people those who are in the previous ages but we see the situations all the situations whatever we read in shrimad bhagavatam these situations were very much present even as and today in age also which we can see that like for example you must have read chapter 4 uh, canto 4 where is some of the chapter in one of the places where uh, king um king puranjana city uh, was attacked by the chandavega and the character of kalakanya talks about and uh, in that episode it talks about i didn't exactly remember uh, so one of the girl he approaches the king to marry i think i don't it's kalakanya only i'm not remembering exactly the king says i cannot marry you but i can treat you like my sister but at the same time i can enjoy with you just like i can keep you as one of my wife but not wife but um, in the society i will call you as my sister so it is something surprising how come this kind of topics also comes in the shrimad bhagavatam and shrimad bhagavatam it not only talks about this thing and then you will find wide variety of uh, different different incidents which we can see even as on today in kaliyuga we can see them like uh, some of the shila propa disciples they were distributing the propa books in california this is in 1970 so one guy one of the uh, prabhu ji is distributing that one person he said oh i may not able to read these books because uh, i mean this is in 1970 he said that i am i am a gay i am uh, i am kind of a homosexual person then it is not good for me to read this kind of books or i am not worth to read the books 
Nagpur Shila Prabhupada disciple, he answered to him saying that, wow, why are you worried? Even in this book also, he talks about uh, homosexuality, you know. He talks about when Brahma is creating, when Brahma created, then one of the Brahma's sons, he wanted to enjoy sex with Brahma. And he started enjoying sex with Brahma actually. So then that Brahma leaves that body and then he accepts another body, Brahma. So this also you can see in Srimad Bhagavatam, where it talks about homosexuality or it talks about gay kind of activities. And even Srimad Bhagavatam, it talks about many, many things other than this also. So which we may see that in Kali Yuga, uh, these things are happening, but these things were also explained in Srimad Bhagavatam, which we can see even this, this may not be in Kali Yuga, that must have not happened in Kali Yuga, it must have happened when Brahma appeared, when he is trying to uh, increase the population on this planet. So this is the time that these, these are things happens. And then even too, we can see when Brahma created Saraswati and then he got infatuated by her beauty and he wanted to enjoy sex with her. He wanted to have a sex with her. So this is father is getting infatuated by his daughter. So we see this all kinds of different, different kinds of uh, activities that are performed and that are described in the books of Srimad Bhagavatam. But then other than this, Srimad Bhagavatam also describes about the sages sitting in Naimisharanya and go and uh, do something which is for the welfare of entire humanity. And then in Srimad Bhagavatam also you will find there is a person who is about to die in seven days and he is asking sage, he is asking his guru, what is the duty of a person who is about to die? And then you will find in Srimad Bhagavatam, there is a person who is the devotee of Lord Krishna and then he is worshipping Lord Krishna and then there are some sage comes, one sage comes and he gets angry on him and then he is trying to uh, punished him and then he is not really worried about his life. But then Lord Vishnu, he is immediately sent to Sudarshan Chakra to kill the demon as the thing is being punished. And in Srimad Bhagavatam we see again descriptions of Lord Ram and his activities and descriptions of Lord Krishna and his activities. So at some point of time even the devotees, some of them, they consider this book, Srimad Bhagavatam, should not be read by the poor by children because at some places Srimad Bhagavatam talks about the sexual activities. It's more or less it looks like the sex book. But then the essence part of Srimad Bhagavatam is that it talks about Akama Sarva Kama Moksha Kama Udayate Sivriyana Bhakti Yogena whether you have a desire, you don't have a desire, but worship Krishna. So the Srimad Bhagavatam essentially it takes you to the topic of performing a devotional service. It may be describing all these things. Say Brahma, you want to enjoy with his daughter, or Brahma, 
is being copulating with one of his son is trying to copulate with the brahma or here we see this king uh, agnidra is glorifying this girl and to the extent shrimad bhagavatam when he talks about so much about even breast of a woman when she is uh, you know breathing her breast is going up and down he talks about so much even actually in this also the king talks about looking at the breast is getting agitated looking at the chest of this woman so he talks about all these things shrimad bhagavatam but then essentially all these things will take you to the point that where one should perform devotional service so even though shrimad bhagavatam explains all these things but then we can see at the end it condemns the enjoyment that we are doing in this material world so in a way if you go to see the uh, enjoyment the enjoying propensity is not uh, you know very prevalent only in kali yuga this enjoyment propensity is there in all the yugas as such because the living entity comes for the that only for the purpose to this material world to enjoy this material world a living entity want to enjoy separately from god that's the reason living entity comes to this material world so shrimad bhagavatam even though it appears to be written around 5000 years back but this is actually uh, what we call that it shows the mirror of conditions even in this present age also for all of us to see and to understand and this verse is uh, uh, as i said it just looks like any novel where the boy is glorifying a girl to attract her or to you know make her his life partner so the same now king here the agnidra he is glorifying this girl he is talking about so many things about this girl is it bad but that that verse he talks about uh, is it bad or is it good that he talks about in the next verse or we can see in the previous verse also sir where he says that by uh, satisfied or by pleased by the austerities which are performed lord brahma must have sent you to my place so that you can become my wife and then in the next verse actually this king agnidra he invites her because he is initially also we saw in one of the verses he talks he talks about he mistakes her as one of the saintly person now he talks about that thing on actually in the previous verse also he talks about before that also verse also he talks about that he mistakes her that she is come to uh, come to perform austerities in that place because that place is meant for that even though it describes that place is so beautiful there are peacocks and the lakes and many kinds of birds are roaming around in that place but that place is also <coughs> meant for performing austerities so as he is performing austerities when he saw this girl the king is attracted being a prince and then his desire also to have one beautiful young lady and not again belongs to this planet earth but belongs to the higher realm, maybe from swargaloka or maybe from 
Brahmaloka, higher planets. So he is uh, expecting that, that with that expectation he is performing this austerities and then when he saw this girl then he thought oh this girl may be one of the uh, munis or one of the rishis or one of the candidates who is performing austerities along with me but then even he previous also he speaks that okay i think lord brahma must have been pleased by my austerities he must have sent you he must have created you or he must have sent you so this is what he talks about and then in the next verse that is text number 15 he invites her to be with him and perform austerities together and again this is very very wonderful instruction for all of us especially those who are in prastha in fact shrimad bhagavatam in, in most of the places in most of the times majority majorly it condemns grosta life shrimad bhagavatam even though it keeps describing like as you see shrimad bhagavatam is describing about uh, the conversation between the boy and the girl uh, and those who are infatuated uh, with any one of them or each together each also both of them also as it is explaining the same shrimad bhagavatam also explains about the grosta life but shrimad bhagavatam constantly constantly condemns this grosta life it talks about andhakar kopam it talks about a deep dark well even like sri chaitanya mahaprabhu he talks about when raghunath das goswami approaches sri chaitanya mahaprabhu after running away from his uh, village after running away from his place and after traveling for 12 days running between the jungles which are very very uh, dangerous places after he reaches and chaitanya mahaprabhu he embraces uh, raghunath das goswami and then he tells him that krishna showed you the mercy and that's why you are running away from the wealth what you are having it you know all the people in this entire material world is striving is struggling and they are trying to uh, struggle and so much struggle that the foam is coming out of their mouth to have the riches like raghunath das goswami and to enjoy those riches but here raghunath das goswami is running away from these uh, riches and then chaitanya mahaprabhu he says your father govardhan majumdar and then your uncle hiranya majumdar they are friends they are friends of mine and even though they are vaishnavas but they are in a mixed they are mixed vaishnavas they are not pure devotees and since they are being my friends i can uh, he says i can joke with them then he says your father and your uncle they are like a worms in a stool like where everybody goes in olden days there used to be the ditches or there used to be the holes or there used to be the holes in the earth where everybody used to go there to pass stool and they are the worms in the ditch in that hole in the stool and they cannot come out like a uh, Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami he explains that this 
he says he talks about insagata and worm in the stool and then he says he explains further about about the worms in the stool why he talks about worms in the stool is that even if there is a worm in the stool and even if somebody is trying to observe that if you try to take away the worm from the stool and then this worm again turns back into the stool so that is the condition of a living entity so shrimad bhagavatam explains about all these things it talks about this grosta uh, like the life of a family is like a deep dark well talks about so much about this one it condemns the life of a grosta life or in a way we can call that as a grohamedi life but whatever it is it is the same not much difference but then like <clears throat> in the next verse shila propadi explains about that he says but if you keep krishna in the center and when we worship krishna keeping krishna in the center and then that life becomes as a very very wonderful life and that's what shrimad bhagavatam talks about even though shrimad bhagavatam condemns the grosta life the family life and then it talks about one taking up a devotional service in austerity like a brahmachari but if you go to see something surprising even though grosta life is condemned in the entire shrimad bhagavatam and shrimad bhagavatam glorifies <coughs> mahajanas and to the extent krishna talks about mahajana even gatasapanta in bhagavad gita this mahajanas you see out of full mahajanas out of full mahajanas out of them seven of them are grosta and five of them are brahmachari so the grosta life is not even though it is condemning shrimad bhagavatam grosta life but grosta life is good in a way if we keep krishna at the center and if you work in a way to please krishna that is this is what is the entire uh, uh, shrimad uh, shrimad bhagavad gita is all about arjuna is giving a reasons to krishna that he do not want to fight so many reasons 1 2 3 4 he gives all the reasons he shows the compassion and then he talks about why uh, if we kill them then there will be sinful reactions and if we kill all of them then uh, uh, what is there for the enjoyment and then he talks about kulabrasta kulakshaya talks about all these things arjuna and as a proper talks about because he is in a bodily platform arjuna is attached to the body attached to the bodily level where he is seeing his uncles his fathers and his grandfathers and his gurus he is seeing all of them because he is attached to uh, his body so when we are attached to the body whatever is there to the body whatever is uh, close to this body that means whichever is coming whichever is uh, uh, having a relationship with this body then we treat them as our relatives and arjuna is saying that no i do not want to fight because there is there my relatives and you know, how can i kill them but one of the point which arjuna is forgetting even though arjuna is a goda goda kesha who is controlled control over ignorance but arjuna is forgetting one thing that this kurukshetra war is happening 
for pleasure of Krishna, not for his own pleasure. Arjuna quote all these reasons because of his own pleasure. He's thinking that I am going to enjoy this kingdom and if everybody is been killed, then how can I enjoy this kingdom? So he's thinking there is an enjoyment propensity here that is again separate from Krishna. So, but as Krishna speaks Bhagavad Gita, then Arjuna finally could understand the point that this war is happening because Krishna wanted this war. And Arjuna's role is to play as per the instructions given by Krishna. So, then Arjuna finally realizes that this is what Krishna wanted it. And that's what Arjuna wants to please Krishna, then he fought the war. So finally he could come out of this uh, family attack. attack. And then he is working, for, he is acting for the pleasure of Krishna. So in a Guruvastha life, so whatever we do, if we do it for the pleasure of Krishna, then that becomes as a wonderful. That's what Srimad Bhagavatam talks about. That's what we can see with all the kings. There are so many kings Srimad Bhagavatam talks about. Srimad Bhagavatam talks about uh, King Yudhishthir and Srimad Bhagavatam talks about all the four Panda, five Pandavas who are all grossers as such. Bhagavatam talks about Prithu Maharaj. Bhagavatam talks about Vena who is again not a good person. Bhagavatam talks about Anga. Bhagavatam talks about this king. So many of them we can see. Bharat Maharaj talks about who are living their family life. It is not that they are all brahmacharis, but at the same time, they are keeping Krishna in the center and they are performing their activities. That's what is the whole of it talks about this entire Varna Ashrama Dharma is nothing but keeping Krishna at the center. Varna Ashrama Dharma, especially when you talk about four Varnas, it is considered as these four Varnas are very degrading for Indian society as such, especially those who are in Bharat Varsha. And that's what the Western world looks at them. But actually, Varna Ashrama Dharma is created so that everyone, maybe somebody, whatever, maybe they, they may be doing it. Whatever they are doing it, but everybody will perfect, will get a chance to perfect their lives and go back to the spiritual world. That is how, that's how the everything is arranged. It is not to show that one is great and one is less. We don't think in a body the legs are less and we don't think in a body brain is greater than the legs and the hands and shoulders are less greater than this thing and legs are even worse than all any other body parts. It's not like that. Each and every body part is valuable in the body. We may see in the body sometimes something happens. Only when we get hurt on any one of finger or any some place in our body and then we'll understand that the importance of that particular place in our body. Without that you find it so difficult to move around, to work around, to do something. You find it so difficult, even though till the time that part was not considered as a significant part in our body. It appears to be insignificant, but when we get hurt, then we understand that, wow, I am not able to perform things how I was performing 
before I got hurt. Then we realize that yes, oh, this is also the important part in our body. It may not be the part, it may be the uh, some space within that part. Even that space also it appears to be very, very crucial for us even to perform certain activities, some small activities also. So, so we get to see that that's so much important for us. The same way in the society, even the small thing, a small person, one can be Shudra. Unfortunately, in Kali Yuga, especially in India and Bharat Varsha, it's considered Shudra. He means it is, uh, you cannot even pronounce that word. It becomes like that now. The entire situation, entire society, the newspapers and the media, they made it in such a way that Shudra means, oh my God, that is becoming like a, like in in uh, United States, America, we call this. Uh, there is something they have some word, curse word. It has become like a curse word. It has become like a F word, or it has become like a some other. Word. It has become like that now. We can't even pronounce that word, Shudra. Uh, Shudra, Dalita, it becomes as a so degraded words. We cannot use them. So that's how it has become the entire society. But otherwise, Krishna created, as Krishna tells in Bhagavad Gita, Chaturvanya Maya Krishna. I am the one who created it. So Krishna created this. Then how come there will be any uh, mistakes in Krishna's creation? So, like this, uh, as Krishna created that all this Varnashrama Dharma is meant for that one thing, that everybody will get a chance to perfect their lives and go back to the spiritual world. So for that matter, the, everything is needed, like Grosta life, all these things, Vanaprastha life, or Sanyasi, or Brahmachari, all these things. <clears throat> and of all these things, Grahastha is the more important as such. Because Grahastha is the ashram, that is the one ashram, it maintains all the three other ashrams. It maintains Brahmachari, it maintains Vanaprastha, it maintains Sanyasi. That's where the Grahastha remains to be strong. That's where Grostas needs to be in a proper uh, consciousness. In a, they have to work in a proper direction so that they can please Krishna. That way they can uh, engage in the service of Krishna by dotailing their propensities in a way to please Krishna. Okay. So I'll stop here and then see if anybody is having any questions or comments. Can you all hear me? Hare Krishna Prabhuji. Hare Krishna. Prabhuji, your voice is a little bit low. Oh, is it? Okay. I mean, I just uh, connect to Bluetooth so then I can hear the speaker, but then I switched it off. Yeah. So it's low a little bit. Thank you so much for the wonderful class. And uh, actually, when these verses started, I was like really amazed and uh, kind of a little bit shocked that why we have to hear all this in the Bhagavatam, you know? But like you rightly pointed that uh, it's point, it's, it'll come to a point where we'll understand that these things are useless, you know? And I was remembering uh, Srila Prabhupada's uh, quote that, you know, um, he emphasizes so much. Prabhuji, can you hear me? Yes, yes, I, I can hear you. Uh, yeah, I was letting. So he emphasizes so much on going back to Godhead. Just finish your work in this lifetime and, you know, go back. I was 
<clears throat> and go back to godhead so we are basically thinking that you know uh, we have to get off this uh, uh, you know sense gratification life you know some of, some of us have got over it some of us have a partially some of us fully i don't know it's every, everybody's different on a different boat you know and uh, then just uh, go back and uh, so that's why this is emphasizing i got that this thing from your class today and uh, so it's okay like you know when we uh, think of all this we are like so much uh, body centered and you know we're not supposed to be uh, you know they say we're not supposed to be this body you know so but um, like so this is building up in such a way for us to understand that uh, you know there is uh, uh, i mean and if and also like uh, one more thought was coming like if we get attached to the beauty of our uh, lady or or lady also you know get attached to the masculine beauty so to say of a man then you know we have to take birth as uh, the opposite uh, male female mm, yes <laughs> so that's very dangerous so it's better that uh, you know like uh, i always uh, you know hear one thing that uh, you know we talk about the beauty of this but uh, earthly planet but they, i heard, i was reading from bhagavatam or maybe i heard uh, on the conference call that in the heavenly planets the, uh, the the ladies are very very beautiful much more beautiful than here mm. i don't know if i'm wrong but <laughs> you know like we uh, we kind of think of the beauty here like so and so actress is very beautiful hema malini and you know they appreciate the beauty of course the beauty is there but uh, you know it's like uh, i mean I, the main idea is like not to get into sense gratification am i right prabhu ji what what i'm understanding from these verses it's uh, even sense gratification like normally it talks about shrimad bhagavatam is actually this uh, spiritual topics are very very wonderful even though right now it is uh, taking us through this process of this boy is flattering this girl and they are you know exchanging these uh, eyesights kinds of things but uh, these are all not details actually the, these are all maybe a little bit details but the principle which it talks about is that one thing what we can see is in any act in in any act whatever you are doing it it may be appear to be the sexual intercourse that which is the uh, what we as per the spiritual understanding considered to be the lowest uh, the grossest of uh, uh, sense enjoyment or maybe in the metal world it is considered to be the highest sense enjoyment but on spiritual side it's considered as a very very lowest and the grossest one uh, even at that act also uh, scriptures talk about this is a very beautiful thing actually when we get to see very wonderful um the act itself is not good or bad but the results what we get from that act that looking at the results this considers whether this is a good act or whether this is a papa or this is a punya or this is a good or bad so for example when there is a actually this uh, thing came up when uh, somebody was discussing about at the marriage where um the uh, one of the muni's daughter uh, i forgot is sukra muni's daughter she wanted to marry one brahmana boy and he is a brahmana and she is also brahmana so the marriage is okay but if she marries if she marries the king 
that is kshatriya a person is marrying a brahmana woman so that considers as uh, viloma that is avarohana uh, that is he is at the lower level and the girl is at the higher level he is at the kshatriya level and girl is at uh, higher level that is she is now uh, brahmana woman if brahmana boy marries a kshatriya woman that considered as the marriage is uh, uh, <coughs> avarohana that is coming from top to down so he is marrying kshatriya he is a brahmana and he is marrying kshatriya girl is god but then whether this is why bhagavatam talks about this marriages anuloma viloma is it really uh, necessary to bhagavatam talk about bhagavatam is explaining about the concept anuloma and viloma it explaining but which is good is it really good or is it really bad that it talks about the progeny is coming out of that marriage if there happen to be the uh, good kings if there happen to be the devotees of lord krishna then yes it is considered as a wonderful marriage now when we see this king uh, agnidra and then purvachitti they are both you know bhagavatam talks about their exchanges between both of them but what is the ultimate results of this discussions and then this discussion ends up in marriage and then they begets the children and those children which considers to be the some of the wonderful personalities hmm? and there we can see that yes this considered as the one of the wonderful marriage and even this discussion is also meaningful when we look at at the higher picture but if you look at the discussion itself it the magnifying glass only to this discussion then it remains as as i said it will remain as a sex book for somebody those who are looking at only to this level that's where it talks about shrimad bhagavatam it gives pleasure for all kinds of people those pure devotee he also can relish shrimad bhagavatam and there is a neophyte like me who can read these verses and thinks that wow what a wonderful explanation vyasa is talking about is just like how i am doing with another girl and this is what he talks about but then as if you see at the end results what it is coming out and that he is going to be like through her uh, king priyavrach um, uh, king agnidra he got around nine sons each year and then they actually um, they, all of them some of them has become as a wonderful personalities like uh, ila these are the one uh, kuru one of the one one of the person is the kuru actually the kuru out of him comes the kuru dynasty which we can see that so which is not a uh, bad thing actually this is a wonderful thing very very wonderful thing and kuru is one of the pure devotee of krishna actually uh, so yes when we see this and this is also as a important but only thing is shrimad bhagavatam explaining now one can ask that why is shrimad bhagavatam why vyasadeva has to write all these things he could have just said that okay these two they met together there and king agnidra sahir purvachiti and he liked her and then he told her i liked you and you like me come on we get marriage so one or two verses will be okay for that but as i said shrimad bhagavatam it gives a detailed explanation like one of the mata ji i was doing in my bhakti ruksha she asked me the question 
ప్రభు యూ టాక్ అబౌట్ శ్రీమద్ భాగవతం సో మెనీ స్టోరీ స్టార్టెడ్ రీడింగ్ శ్రీమద్ భాగవతం ఐఎమ్ నాట్ ఫైండింగ్ ఎనీ స్టోరీస్ ఓన్లీ ఎవ్రీవేర్ ఎవర్ ఎవర్ ఐ రీడ్ ఇట్స్ ఎవ్రీవేర్ ఇట్ ఫిలాసఫీ ఫిలాసఫీ నథింగ్ ఐఎమ్ నాట్ ఫైండింగ్ ఎనీ స్టోరీస్ ఆర్ సచ్ సో నా హౌ యూ గెట్ ద స్టోరీస్ ఫ్రమ్ శ్రీమద్ భాగవతం వెన్ యూ సీ అట్ ద హయ్యర్ లెవెల్ then you can see the different different stories which shila propad told us and his disciples telling us and that's how we are able to understand that these are the different different stories so that way shrimad bhagavatam gives explanation of all these things at the same time it uh, stresses and then puts light onto the one thing that is akam sarva kamava moksha kama udayate tivrena bhakti yogena tajite purusham param one should worship supreme personality of godhead irrespective of their position irrespective of whether they have desires whether they have no desires and even if they have the desires to go to the uh, get the liberation but one should worship krishna and finally shrimad bhagavatam it talks about the devotional service as the main principle that okay mata ji uh, yes prabhu ji and prabhu ji uh, even serving the devotees is also devotional service oh yes no doubt about that i mean <clears throat> one devotional service is like we are doing uh, you know offering food chanting whatever we are doing on a personal level to us uh, of course krishna is also connected there but there is another one where we serve the other person devotees and all then that's also so the so devotional service is such a big uh, big thing you know i mean it's a, there's so many things included in it right yeah i mean it's not two different uh, devotional services it is only one that includes all of this it includes uh, serving your devotee serving the devotee of lord mm. the devotional service is not only exclusively to worship krishna shrimad bhagavatam talks about that one all the time everywhere it talks about that and in any page you will find that serving the devotee of the lord that is the most uh, wonderful service so these are not two different services as such it's all uh, devotional service included in devotional service they are not separated as such mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and also prabhu ji like wherever we get a chance uh, of serving devotees and sometimes there are places like you know say in your area there are two one or two temples one place we don't get a chance at all to serve devotees one place we get a chance so we should grab that chance to serve devotees right if you have opportunity then yes you do it yes and it's very nice because uh, i know that in the beginning when the i came beginning, when i came into um i was like given some services in the kitchen temple and you know other places and they were so addictive actually and when i got started doing and i would leave in the middle then again i wanted to come back and do that service uh, seva because it was directly indirectly going to krishna to the devotees you know and then we start actually uh, missing it and then we want to again do and then again there's a break so things like that happen i don't know with other experience that but i just wanted to uh, but anyway this is not exactly uh, related to the topic but uh, thank you so much for explaining we've been having a nice uh, uh, you know these verses we read every day and then uh, we are like okay so today's speaker what is he going to say <laughs> because you know they are like kind of 
I, I would not say romantic, but uh, it's kind of like the way it is described. It's amazing this aspect of uh, Bhagavatam, you know. But yeah. we have to appreciate every line and everything because uh, as things build up, we are coming to something which is going to teach us, you know. We are students here, we are learning at a you know, kindergarten level. We just have to kind of just go along. And uh, so thank you so much, Prabhuji, for the wonderful class. Hare Krishna. Thank you. Any other questions or comments? Prabhuji, uh, one more thing. Uh, when is Karthik month starting? Is I it think Tuesday or 20... Wednesday? I think it's 20th, it uh, looks like. 20th, it is. Because, you know, the calendar which I have from LA, uh, that says Tuesday is Purnima. And, um, you know, restrain from having Udad Dal and there are many other... Uh, yeah, that's when Karthik starts, yes. So that's that day, it, 19th, 19th, tomorrow. That is the last day, according to yeah, Eastern uh, timings. 19th is the last day. Last and day? 20th, uh, last day of the third month of Chaturmas. And the 20th oh, yes. starts the first, 20th is the first day, that is Sharad Purnima day. Okay, so that means <clears throat> now, uh, yeah, of course, now we are ending. It's, uh, you know, it's pointless me asking you this, but just for my understanding for next year, and uh, luckily with Krishna's mercy, devotee's mercy, I was able to keep those four chaturmas. Now it's going to be, uh, we can have milk, but we cannot have uh, the uratal. So, um, like, uh, whenever the Purnima date shows, right, which is showing the 19th, mm -hmm. so that day is included in that particular mass. Right? Purnima so like is, uh, for us it's showing on uh, 20th. Okay. Uh, and 19th is maybe, I don't know, Los Angeles it is uh, 19th probably. That part but of the But the Kartik month, uh, the BR Starts on 20th, yes. On 20th it's starting, Wednesday. Yes, not it. I don't know, Prabhuji, like some kind of anxiety develops in me <laughs> when the Karthik month, uh, you know, uh, anything comes, I'm like, how I'm going to, uh, you know, just I have to do some austerity and I have to do this and maybe leave something which I don't like. So how do you and other devotees take this? I mean, if others are on the call can also. I mean, I'm excited about, uh, you know, this favorite month of Ra the Radharani's month, Krishna's favorite month, but at the same time, there is a... Uh, there is like a nice anxiety attached to it. <laughs> it's good to have anxiety in spiritual life. Yes. Prabhupada says it's good to have anxiety for spiritually, for your services, for in anything in spiritual. But it's not good to have anxiety on the material level. So in spiritual level, if you have anxiety, that's consider that it is a blessing, it is good. So, continue doing it, whatever you are doing it. Maybe one day it will be an anxiety, two days, and then it will go away. As you keep practicing it. As yes, you keep practicing new things. I was thinking that I will tell whoever comes on class now to talk, uh, start talking a little bit about Lord Damodar. And also, if you can, little bit, uh, <clears throat> just tell us, uh, although only few participants are left, that what all you will be doing for the Damodar month. So, you know, it motivates us all, like offering the uh, Damodar Astakam, we, we do it twice, right? Morning and evening. 
thank you so much prabhu yeah. because you know we get encouragement in uh, devotee association only uh, yes. you know of doing this act because all of us are not very fortunate to have upper our and lower generation <laughs> all devotees but uh, yes we take impetus and we feel uh, little bit fired up when we know the other devotees are doing so we also just continue with the this thing you know like um, serving lord damodar now coming up <laughs> Yes, yes, ma'am. Thank you so much, Prabhuji. I think if nobody has questions, comments, we can end the call. Hare Krishna. Yeah, Hare Krishna, Prabhuji. Dhanavad Pranam. Hare Krishna. The uh, next class, Prabhuji, wonderful explanation. So I missed the part that Matajo um, was asking about Damodar month, Kartik month. Uh, mm-hmm. So from uh, Purnima day, is it uh, included in Kartik month or previous month? 
So, Mataji, for us, 20th is Purnima. That's what I'm seeing it. Okay. And for us, it's starting mm. from 20th. Eastern okay, time. so from 20th, from Purnima, we can start offering ghee lamp. And... Yes, yes. Okay. Thank you so much. Hare Krishna. Thank you, Mataji. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna.